0: Merry Christmas. Oh my goodness. You know, um, there have been some highlights of this Christmas for me. Um, I appreciate Sam sharing because I was thinking the same thing uh, as we were talking about Christmas Eve service and and what to think about. And one of the things I kept thinking about was, was these rhythms. Were these things that we are used to, that we continue to do here, which... Uh, brought a a sense of not just normalcy, but a sense of celebration for for Christmas. At the hanging of the greens, oh, it was uh, it's amazing. Those of you who are here to help decorate this place, it was awesome. And it's usually the beginning of Christmas for us uh we have the daycare program we did a little bit differently this year but i got to see everything because i'm the one who runs the sound for for the daycare program so they filmed it all and it was just as awesome as it was before except this year you could do outtakes which you couldn't do in you know when you do the live thing uh with four-year-olds on the stage so this year it was like oh we're gonna redo that and we couldn't do that before so we may have started a new tradition i don't know um The uh, other things I loved, our staff meeting, uh, one of the most festive staff meetings we've ever been a part of over at Julie's house. Uh, I even told Shannon, I was like, I'm looking for a Christmas tree to hang on the wall, which we haven't been able to find, but we haven't stopped looking yet, but uh, it was really, really cool. Everything you can imagine in the house, all decorated, and it's just awesome. It was just awesome. It was a great atmosphere for our our staff meeting. And then uh, this past Sunday... Oh my goodness! Just the worship I, i'm honest honest to goodness on the twentieth was probably when we were worshiping here the the first time I just fully was worshiping myself for Christmas. you know I know we 've been in advent season since since Thanksgiving, but honestly, the twentieth was just like i 'm worshiping god and it's i 'm celebrating his son, and it was really the first time this whole season I was able to do that um, had a lot of things going on. We had our life, life group and our white elephant gift exchange. Gerardos are very interesting in their gift exchange ideas. But it was awesome. We had a blast. It was so much fun. And then my wife surprising me with a gift. If you guys don't know, one of we're strange and it's okay. We were fine with that. We don't give gifts to one another at Christmas. We just don't. I mean, our kids can, and that's up to them if they want to do that. There's no pressure to do it or not to do it. But my wife and I were like, this is about Jesus. Well, this is probably the first year in 25 years that she broke that and and actually went out and got me a gift. And I was surprised as I'll get out with that gift. And uh, it's a little fire pit. It's a decent-sized fire pit. It's not a little fire pit. It's a decent-sized fire pit uh, for our backyard that I can take in and out and we can go and smoke up the house. it would be awesome. So, um, and then uh, youth group last night was amazing just going out and being able to carol and then come back here. And actually some of us uh, caroled online. Some of you can see it. It should still be up. So if you want to see what we did when we went to other people's homes, for the ones we couldn't get to, we filmed it so they could be a part of it as well. Um, and we always love doing that, and it's just an op- awesome opportunity. And of course, tonight, these are things that I look forward to. They add to that. But I want to be honest with you guys. I'm sure you guys feel the same way. This, I would say this, this season, this year, I would say I, I have felt, and the best word I can come up with is harassed. Not not by any person, not by anything, but just like I'm sure a lot of you have felt the same things, and it's affected this, because as I share all the great things that we've done to celebrate our Lord and Savior, as I told you, I didn't really start singing until the 20th, just this past Sunday, any Christmas tunes, Thanksgiving at our house. I don't think we played Christmas tunes. We didn't play any Christmas tunes. We haven't put up a tree in our house. There's nothing uh, outside of the decorations we got for the gift exchange on Tuesday. That's all that's hanging in our house, even to this moment, It's this idea that you come home and and I want to celebrate, but I'm finding it hard to. And the moments that I've had to celebrate have been here in community, which I've loved. They've been precious moments for me. But they've been few and far in between. And I would bet that some of you have felt the same way. This I think Chris Nordquist had put it best that there's this underlying I don't know if I'm putting it the same way he put it, tension that's been in all of our lives this year in a way that hasn't really been there before. And and we all feel it. We feel it at work, we feel it at home, we feel it when we go out someplace and and believe it or not this type of tension probably is closer to what the first christmas was like than any we have celebrated before i'm going to point some things out in the scripture in the in the word of god that has always been there always but we we kind of sometimes have a habit of romanticizing the scriptures in the stories that are there not realizing this is real history that we're looking at that God has sent his son to step into the world to put on flesh and blood for you and me and that whole process not just for his son but for those who were involved in God's grand plan to bring this into fruition was not easy it required a type of sacrifice that you and I gloss over when we read the story to get the setting right to understand what has gone on you have to understand that the word of God up until this point has ended in Malachi 400 years before And the last word was that there was going to be Elijah who comes before the great and dreadful day of the Lord proclaiming the one that was to come, right? 400 years of silence. The Jews had just come back from Babylon, had been rebuilding their society, and a lot had happened since then. The Greeks come through, they take over. Now the Romans have taken over that whole section and there's an uneasiness in this region because they don't like the Romans there. But the Romans God is going to use to, to help move along this grand plan of His in the bringing to fruition Christ here on earth. And so we see the angel Gabriel going to Zechariah in the temple in in. All of that glory where everybody knows who Zechariah is. And he comes out deaf because he's seen the angel. And his son is going to be that Elijah who's proclaiming the coming of the Christ. Who's Jesus. And we see the same angel Gabriel going to a young girl Named Mary. And saying. You're going to have a child. And she says. You don't understand. I don't know a man. And I'm not married yet. My paraphrase. But it's in your Bible. The spirit of God is going to overcome you. And you. You will conceive and bear a son and you're to call his name Jesus. And we gloss over the fact that she begins to show and begins to show and she's going to have a baby. And we read in Matthew these words that says Joseph being a righteous man was going to divorce her quietly. We all read those words and we all gloss over those words because divorce is an ugly thing. I've been a part of seeing too many divorces as a pastor and as a person. Divorces are not easy walk through things, they're full of tension. And problems, and you try being in Mary's shoes in that moment in time where God has said, I am going to accomplish my will by bringing my son into the world through you, and there's not going to be another man. You explain that to your, to your betrothed husband, right? And the arguments I can only imagine. And the tension that is there. And how long that happened, we don't know. But it was there long enough for him to consider, I'm done with you. And we just gloss over that part of the story. And Joseph, being a righteous man, wanting to do this quietly, is given a dream. And in an angel tells him that which Mary has is conceived of the Holy Spirit. Feel free to marry her. Again, my paraphrase. And so he marries Mary. He weds Mary. That probably sounds a little bit better, right? But he doesn't have relations with her until after the child is born. And brings upon this family something that is impossible to explain to a world around them. Because they saw Mary with child. It's not hidden. What happened? Did they do something beforehand and dishonor her? So Joseph had to marry her? Or did she do something dishonorable and yet Joseph has taken that upon himself so that he might claim the child as his own even though it's not. It doesn't look good. Either way you go about it. And their family is put in that position by God. This isn't a blame toward God. But if you think that that makes the first Christmas easy, I'm sure they thought of a lot of different things that might happen. This is God's son. There's going to be lots of celebration, lots of other things that are happening that we're going to be a part of. All of this will be explained. Everybody will see. They will understand that this baby is precious. We're going to have a Zachariah moment where everybody's looking forward to what's happening with John the Baptist. He's going to grow up as a public figure that everybody's looking forward to. Jesus is raised in anonymity. So much so that God then uses this Roman government to decree a census so that an eight- or nine-month Mary now has to travel 90 miles walking or on donkey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Luke chapter 2, words we know very well. And while they were there, time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. So God uses this Roman census to bring them to the place where they needed to be for the birth of the Savior because Micah chapter 5 and verse 2 talks about that the ancient one from eternity past was going to be born in Bethlehem. But if you're eight or nine months pregnant, ladies, you want to go 90 miles and move right before you're going to give birth? You don't want to go anyway. <laughs> you don't want to do anything. You want to put your feet up, leave me alone. Mary and Joseph aren't given that option. They're harassed by the government. They're harassed by their situation. They're going to be wearing this their entire lives. And we don't think about that when we think about Christmas, do we? We don't think about the sacrifices that others made in the name of Jesus for the purpose of bringing Jesus because God wanted to use people to do that. To use men like Joseph. To use men like Mary to use a roman census to move them down there so that his will would be done exactly as he said jesus is the culmination of the promises of the ages and you would think there'd be wild celebration and it's going to be done in anonymity they're going to be down there at the end and they can't even get a room they're stuck in a stable We've cleaned it up, haven't we? We had a little manger here and this straw, and it looks all nice. It makes for a great story, but none of us would want to walk through it, would we? And it's why this year mirrors a lot more the first Christmas, maybe than any of the other Christmases we've done. We've always taken the angel's point of view, Right? The celebration of Jesus. woohoo! Because we know how the story ends. We know how the life is lived by this little boy to be raised to live for you and me and to die on the cross for our sins and to be raised again to give us the hope so that we celebrate every aspect of his life in such grandeur. And we don't think about the sacrifice that it takes to really worship Jesus. Jesus. We have Joseph and we have Mary and we ask ourselves, why would you do that? Why would you agree for this type of misunderstanding? Why would you agree for a life of everybody looking at you thinking that there was impropriety either in this relationship or outside of this relationship for all of your life? everybody's going to be looking at you like that because you agreed to do what god wanted you to do and nobody else is going to understand i'll tell you why for i bring you good news of great joy That will be for all people. For unto you this day in the city of David is born Christ, the Lord. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling claws and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom He's pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And as the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Do you know Mary and Joseph didn't get to see the angels? The great throng of heavenly hosts that we see all the time, and it's like it's over the stable, like, whoa, it's not there. That wasn't them. The angels did that with the shepherds. The shepherds went and told them what they had saw. That's it. That's all they got. Kind of underwhelming, isn't it? At least if you're from Mary and Joseph's perspective. See, the worship of Christ, the worship of this baby, the understanding of what he has come to do for you and me, even before he had done it, was worth every harassment that Joseph and Mary would experience all of their lives because of their obedience to God. Every bit. He was worth it. And He still is. And you and I, and if you've been like me, and this season has been full of being harassed, maybe a little less filled with hope than you normally feel this time of year, The beauty of Christ is this, Jesus is not a feeling, he's a reality. And he transcends whatever we're feeling at that time. And we're in great company with people like Joseph and Mary who were harassed, who had problems, who had things going on in their life beyond their control, beyond what it would mean to think about what it meant to worship God and should transform what you and I think worship really is this season no matter how you're feeling because Jesus is worth it. He's still the hope of the world. We are privileged to know the heavenly perspective because Jesus has already lived and died and rose. But we can be just as harassed as the world. And the worship of God should still be there for each one of us. That hope of Jesus. This place for me, this season, has been a sanctuary of hope reminding me of Christ. Being home, being harassed has been a reminder for me that what I'm going through isn't new. It was experienced by the very first people who celebrated Christmas. And in that I rejoice because God understands. And you can rejoice because we have a hope that's the Savior of the world worth anything that you and I might go through. Let's pray together. God, I want to thank you for Jesus. I want to thank you for this time, O Lord. I want to thank you, dear Heavenly Father, that though some of us may feel harassed and we might be a harassed people, everything, everything we go through for the name and greatness of Jesus Christ is worth it. It's worth every bit of it. It's why Joseph could say yes to Mary. It's why Mary could say yes to God and they could walk a hard path, Lord, because they were going to be obedient to you because Joseph was a righteous man and Mary was favored among all women. And God, you have given us through your Son, the Holy Spirit, that we might celebrate this child, the beginning of the revelation of the revealing of the promise of God, every one of them being fulfilled in this child. We thank you, we celebrate, Lord, and remind us, Lord, that he is worth everything we go through in this life and more, because he's worthy. In Jesus' name, amen.